You are listening to The Pause Podcast with me, Dr. Benji Epstein, a podcast where we will be giving ourselves the permission to pause. This will be a practical guide to live a life with courage, presence, and authenticity. Join us to reconnect with your most soulful and authentic self by pausing together. All right. (laughs) Welcome back. Another week, another gift to ourselves, to our souls. The earliest shout out (laughs) record. (laughs) The goal is soul. The goal is soul. (laughs) We start with gratitude because positivity. (laughs) Positivity. Positivity. I would like to thank you for the pause podcast. I have been listening to all the episodes you have put out and have gained immensely and keep on gaining. The points you bring out gives me so much validation and has helped me feel more present and mindful at times when overwhelm kicks in. Parentheses, I'm happy for you to share this on the podcast, which we just did. However, please, can I remain anonymous? Deal. This is what she wrote. Mindful when overwhelm kicks in. Nice. Right? I love that. Being aware. Being aware. Just, it's going to kick in. It's the awareness. So I love that you are really putting this into practice. Thank you, Anonymous. And also, here's another one from Josh E. Is it Josh E? I don't know. We can just call him Joshy. We'll call him Joshy. And thanks to Joshy for sending this message in as well. I have struggled for years with my anger management and have decided after listening to Pause to enter therapy as an adjunct to the mindfulness practice I have incorporated into my life. Whoa. Strong. I just feel much more at peace with myself these days. And while the anger still flares up, I am able to effectively use the techniques I have learned to allow myself to act in the way I value and not on my anger. All right. Thank you, Josh. Wow. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that. These, all these messages and all of your feedback, the listener supported feedback, encapsulate everything we're doing here at Pause and your words of encouragement and inspiration are what help us to stay focused on our main goal, which is soul and transformation and uh, freedom. And thank you to all who've reached out to be an ambassador of light. So thank you to that. Manifest your dreams, people. Last week, we spoke about what we felt, what we feel is one of the core attitudinal mindsets of this practice in our spiritual life. The Klal Gadol, as they say. And that's the quality of Shiviti, Shivisi, and equanimity, which is so much of our aspirational work in our personal, professional, and spiritual lives. And this week on The Goal is Soul, we want to explore a little deeper on how to do that, on how to live with this balance and harmony. And the way to do that is the title of this week's episode, which is Saying Yes to Life. And I'm going to ask the audience, oh, you, raising your hand in there. What's your name? Uh, uh, Larry. Larry. (laughs) Hey, Larry. (laughs) What does that bring up for you? When I say saying yes to life, what comes up for you? Trying to be positive in the face of adversity. Right. It's uh, It's an attitude of positivity. Yeah. Getting off, you know, getting on the horse. Getting back on the horse. Yeah. Or falling down, getting back up, just saying yes. Getting back on the horse. Right. Cain, Cain, Cain. I have a rabbi who's constantly with this refrain. 
He's just saying, Cain, Cain, Cain. Can you imagine? He's just saying yes to life. Cain, Cain, this too. So here's a personal story. People have asked like, hey, share some personal stories. And I'm like, ooh, that's taboo for a therapist. But hey, we're having fun here. Podcast, like everyone's listening. This isn't actually therapy. So This is not therapy. So you can share. TM, right. You can share it. Uh, <laughs> you do use this as your therapy. You know who you're talking. You know who I'm talking about. So if you are using this as your therapy, go for it. So here's this personal story. Uh, it was a few years ago. It was a bus ride heading up north. And I found myself overwhelmed with a wave of negativity. There was just a cloud of disgust, aversion. In Hebrew, we would say ichsa. It surrounded me. It was killing the vibe. And the bus that I was on was very crowded. There was insane traffic. And there were what felt like lots of various noises, smells, coming from my fellow passengers. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And to make matters worse, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, you know, on these sorts of trips, you anticipate a certain type of feeling. And I know, I know always expecting when we should be accepting. And that's a shout out to living in the presence by my book. But here I was, it felt as though everything was going wrong, including, and more precisely my state of mind. And by sheer luck, you could say hashkacha. I was listening to a shiur, a Torah class, given by our dear friend and teacher of Shmuel Braunschlita. And in that talk, he quoted a book whose name is the title of this episode. And the book he quotes was Viktor Frankl's Say Yes to Life, parentheses, In Spite of Everything. And while this wasn't the focus of the talk, the title immediately struck me and resonated deeply. So here was a person, Viktor Frankl, a hero. H-E-R-E dash O. And also a hero. And also a hero. Yeah, really. Just an inspiration on on all accounts. Who took his own personal experiences in Nazi concentration camps and was able to somehow reflect on the importance of having a positive attitude. Positive attitude and a sense of purpose. And then living from that place. To know, to not just know, but to know and internalize that no matter what the circumstances, even in the most challenging of circumstances, we all possess the freedom to choose our response and find meaning in our existence. And this is something that's really important for therapy, but also important for our pause uh, cast listeners, is I'm never comparing one set of struggles to another. And we can't discount our own personal suffering because we might come up with, oh, this doesn't compare. This pales in comparison in relation to something far greater and more debilitating, right? We didn't go through the Holocaust, but that doesn't change that we can all, and we all will encounter suffering and difficulties in our lives. But we can do from these types of individuals and experiences is we can learn from them. And they're called learning from peak experiences, And what I mean by that is we're tasked to reflect and extract insights from these moments. And all we have is moments of heightened or exceptional personal experiences. And this was a term that was coined by Abraham Maslow, who we talked about, who we've talked about in the past um, and his hierarchy of needs. Um, And he talks about learning from peak experiences and this 
can most certainly be applied to what Viktor Frankl endured and then subsequently demonstrated through his own writings, but more importantly, through his life. Right? He's the one who gave us the quote, between stimulus and response, there's a space. In that space is our power to choose our response, and in our response lies our growth and our freedom. And isn't that what living from the pause is all about? We all have the capacity for resilience, finding meaning, and embracing life, even in the face of unimaginable suffering. We all have the capacity for resilience, finding meaning, and even embracing life in the face of unimaginable suffering. So this is Victor's life. Victor Frankl's life can be summed up quite simply. Yes to life in spite of everything is his testament to the resilience of the human spirit and serves as a reminder to all of us that no matter the circumstances, individuals, you, me, we can all choose to embrace life. We can choose to embrace life to find meaning, and always be living with a sense of purpose. So I started thinking about this idea, and I started to feel how the energy started to shift. That's right, Celtics for life. And rather than resisting and pushing away each experience that presented itself, I started to embrace this new mindset. Yes, yes, just making this soft mental note which I was whispering to whatever arose in my awareness. And there I was greeting every floats and cough from the guy behind me with a determined yes. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of rejecting the discomfort or continuing to allow it to consume me, I simply acknowledged its presence and embraced it as part of my journey part of this journey. Yes. Yes. And I was able to see how slowly but surely this grip of frustration of the judgmental thoughts that were going on in my mind, they began to soften. They began to dissolve and it loosened their power over me. It wasn't like they were gone. I was very much aware of their presence. I was aware of the presence of everything going around me, and I simply acknowledged their arrival. Responding, not reacting, responding with a gentle yes, which didn't get rid of them, which is never really the objective. It just allowed them to flow through without burdening me with all their weight, with all the negativity. And when this shift in perspective happened... Then the traffic that had frustrated me took on a different light because my heart was more open. My heart was more willing. And I was able to think that these people are on the same pilgrimage as I was. And everyone here is looking to attach and to connect with something greater. And so what this yes allowed me to do was discover or uncover a common thread, a point of connectivity that was ever-present amidst all the frustration, irritability, and smells. 
So as the bus continued its journey towards Meron, Tzvas, I realized I was able to sense the transformation that was happening to my inner landscape. So by saying yes to each of the experiences that arose in my field of awareness, I was able to untangle myself from the limitations of aversion and I was able to embrace a state of greater acceptance and understanding. And when I look back, and you can only, you know, connect the dots when you're looking back, that journey was a real stepping stone for personal growth because it taught me the power of embracing life in its entirety. And those lessons that I learned during that bus ride became an integral part of my daily meditation practice and slowly seeped into my daily life as well, my own personal growth and also professional growth and also something that I've been working on cultivating and really helping others to practice because it's shown me how I can navigate the highs and lows of life with a newfound balance and equanimity. And of course, as we all know, as the devoted army of pause, this is a work in progress. And I've been doing it from that point forward, which I would love to be doing more frequently. And I know whenever I'm doing this, I'm able to tap into this energy, this realization and recognition that every experience, no matter how challenging, holds a potential for some growth and transformation. So this ordinary bus ride to Mayron had become a roadmap that reminded me of the immense power of acceptance and the profound impact it can have on our journey of self-discovery and living fully. Eckhart Tolle writes, the greatest step towards a life of simplicity is to learn to say yes to the present moment. The greatest step towards a life of simplicity is to learn to say yes to the present moment. Tmimus and pshitus. And here is how my teachers encapsulate this idea in that this whole journey of saying yes or starting to say yes to life, parentheses, in spite of everything, Firstly, is coming to the realization, the recognition that you've reached your limit. When every part of you is screaming no, and in that moment, it's about taking a step back. It's pausing and allowing yourself to soften. And here comes another wonderful opportunity to cultivate and practice a sense of loving kindness towards yourself which in turn leads to a sort of ease, of playfulness, the kind that lets you soar and dance with the wind. Just picture in your mind's eye the bird at the beach just playing and gliding effortlessly in the wind. And that experience, that openness, gets awakened the moment we recognize or realize that we've been saying no. And here's the thing. It's not about being a bull in the china shop and just charging forward head first with the brute force and karate chopping it Mr. Miyagi style. Instead, it's about finding that place of softness within, connecting with your heart, cultivating a generous attitude towards yourself. Even when you might feel like the epitome of a coward, it's in that gentleness and self compassion, that true transformation can take place. 
And this is the wisdom of no escape. Shout out to our friend David Beshevkin and the whole 1840 uh, crew. The wisdom of no escape. And this is the wisdom that encourages us to turn towards our difficulties and challenges rather than avoiding them. Turn towards. It's an invitation to stay present with our experiences, even when they're uncomfortable or painful, and to cultivate a compassionate, open-hearted attitude towards ourselves and others in the face of difficulties. By fully acknowledging, yes, and embracing the reality of our situations, yes, yes, we can gain insight, learn valuable lessons, and uncover, discover inner resources that allow us to navigate life's challenges with greater wisdom and equanimity. In spite of everything. And I just want to spend a moment before we go to the practice focusing on the second line of Dr. Frankel's book. In spite of everything. And now we're going to ask the audience again. In spite of everything. What does that bring up for you? Challenges. Yeah. Meaning it's not going to go smoothly. It never goes the way we expect it to. And being part of this existence means there's going to have to be, not maybe, there's going to have to be some hiccup, some road bump, some massive storm. And uh, thanks for that one. Joey reminded me, it's not hard to say yes when everything is going as we want it to, but what happens when the proverbial stuff hits the fan? And for me, the single best phrasing of this line, in spite of everything, is a poem by a poet named Raymond Carver. And the poem is called Late Fragments, and it's one of the last poems he wrote. And it begins with the line, And did you get what you wanted from this life, even so? Did you get what you wanted out of life, even so? The even so at the end of the question, the in spite of everything, the af al pi kain, 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 that to me perfectly captures the reality that this physical existence, like you just said before, Ben, will inevitably contain the worldly winds of life. The pain and disappointment are equally as inevitable and as much a de facto part of life, along with the hope that life, in spite of everything, offers the possibility of joy and contentment and magic. Even so. Want to hear the rest of the poem? Sure. So the poem continues. I did. Did you get what you wanted out of life? Even so. I did. And so what my intention, what my tefillah, what my prayer is that if we regularly practice saying yes to life, even so, in spite of everything, the vayas kain aharon, kain, lahagit shvachel shalo shina, kain, kain. When it comes time to ask yourself, and did you get what you wanted out of life, even so, your answer will be, I did. And the poem continues, and what did you want? To call myself beloved to feel beloved on the earth. And here the word beloved is important because it not only means dearly loved, but also cherished, respected. Chaviv Adam Shinivra B'Tselem. 
saying yes to life means embracing both the joys and challenges, acknowledging that there may be times when we don't feel completely beloved, yet still choosing to engage with life wholeheartedly. And one more final point that I almost forgot for my teachers is that when I introduce this to my clients, or maybe when you're listening to this, your automatic reaction might be that this feels like a shallow form of positive thinking, sort of trying to whitewash the harsh realities of life. You can't say yes to everything we experience. This is similar to the concerns that were expressed with equanimity of saying, how can I have this non-reactive response? What about times when I have a harmful intention towards somebody? When I'm engulfed in a deep depression, wouldn't saying yes only fuel those negative states? And so I just want to be really clear that it doesn't imply that we're approving of indulging in sort of harmful behaviors. It's not about acting on harmful impulses, nor does it mean accepting external circumstances that may cause us harm. If someone is, God forbid, treating us abusively, it is crucial to assertively say no and establish healthy boundaries to protect ourselves in the future. However, even in these challenging situations, we can still learn to say yes to the experience of fear, of anger, or hurt that arises within us, and then we can appropriately respond to that external circumstance. And what my teachers have taught me is that what we're trying to do is make this yes into an inner practice of acceptance, where we willingly allow our thoughts and feelings to naturally emerge and fade away. We're just simply giving ourselves permission by saying yes, Cain, Cain, to witness our thoughts and feelings with kindness and understanding. And it's through this gentle acceptance that we can begin to unravel layers of resistance and self-criticism, ultimately, eventually cultivating a more authentic relationship with ourselves. And this is a courageous act. It's an act of bravery that requires us to confront our inner struggles head on. And it becomes an invitation to embrace the full spectrum of our human experience, the full catastrophe even, especially, the parts that seem difficult or uncomfortable. And through this practice, just like journeying up to Meron, we embark on a journey of self-discovery where we can explore the depths of our emotions and develop a profound sense of self-awareness. The following practice using the phrase, it's like this and yes, can help you use mindfulness to cultivate a different habit one of radical acceptance to moment-by-moment experience. By acceptance in mindfulness practice, we mean dropping the fight, like we talked about at the comment at the beginning, dropping the fight, at least for the moment, and being willing to let things be and see them as they are. And you could use this practice either as a formal meditation or in the midst of everyday life. taking a few deep breaths and deciding or reminding or remembering to be mindful and to practice cultivating acceptance. Simply pausing on purpose, bringing closer attention to any sight, 
sound, or sensation, and become conscious of dropping into this moment with awareness. Gentle reminder to especially include and notice any conditions in your interior environment. You don't have to do anything else except notice. Wherever your attention lands, acknowledge what you notice with the gentle whisper of, right now, it's like this. Right now, it's like this. Pause. Pause and notice, breathing mindfully, and then meet whatever you notice with acceptance by inwardly adding the word yes. For example, perhaps you're noticing your mind racing with worry. Whisper, right now, it's like this. Taking a mindful pause, breathe, and whisper yes. Yes. Or if you notice in the midst of a conversation with a friend, then whisper, it's like this. Pause. Breathe. Yes. Bringing awareness to eating your lunch, noticing the sensations as you chew and swallow your food. Whisper, it's like this. Right now, it's like this. Pause. Breathe. And whisper, yes. Perhaps you notice feelings of anger. Maybe feelings of loneliness. Right now, it's like this. Yes. Whatever you notice, whatever rises in the field of your awareness, mindfully acknowledge it all. Right now, it's like this. Pause, breathe, and see if you can allow it in this way. Practice keeping your attention focused on the sensations and feelings of the situation. As you repeat the phrase, it's like this, right now, it's like this. Let it help you restore and maintain your mindful focus on the experience of the present moment. Perhaps taking a few mindful breaths, pausing to anchor your attention in this very moment. 
using the word yes, yes, Cain, Cain, to support, to support you in being open to, allowing of, and less reactive to any experience that is unfolding that's already here right now. Right now, it's like this. And here we're practicing being patient. You can always take necessary action later. This practice of saying yes to life in spite of everything is about pausing, noticing, reducing reactivity, and deepening awareness by cultivating acceptance. You might even repeat what you've said. Yes, this is worry. Yes, this is anxiety. Or, yes, this is a conversation with my friend. Yes, this is a difficult conversation with my boss. Yes, this is eating lunch. Yes, this is feeling angry. And just keep noticing and noticing and noticing. As in all of these practices, relax. Letting your practice be a journey of discovery and illumination. Knowing you cannot be doing this wrong or make a mistake. Cain. Cain. Yes. Yes. Right now, it's like this. Thank you for taking the time to say yes to your life in spite of everything with us this week and for the weeks to come. May the spirit of yes carry you through these next weeks, months, years, and God willing, the rest of your lives. Let's pause together again next week. The goal is soul and saying yes to life in spite of everything. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen Amen. Thank you for pausing with us today on this Jewish mindfulness journey. If you enjoyed this pause together, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. This helps us get this and other soulful content released into the world. May the insights and stillness we've accessed today guide us in our daily lives. And may we cultivate greater awareness, compassion, and connection with ourselves, others, and with the divine. Let's pause together again real soon. The goal is soul.